0: I kind of almost feel like I lied when we wrapped up the last episode, and I feel bad. I feel like I have to admit to everybody that well, you didn't kind of. Well, I said goodbye you to you like you were leaving, and then we just push I'm record again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I didn't know that we were going to admit to everybody that we're doing two in a row. Yes, I have to leave
1: town where I'm. 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 I'm and and I don't trust the internet and the place I'm going to be in. And I don't really want to have to worry about it while I'm away. So we're not, we're going to do two episodes. And um, so I can go do what I have to do and then pick up when I come back.
0: Boom. Exactly. And while we pushed um, stop between these two episodes, there was an earthquake. To push record again, there was an earthquake, which I did you, not feel and you did. Nor did I. Well, Anna felt it upstairs.
1: She did, but you know also
0: i I was on ground level, so I felt it a little bit.
1: I think you would feel it more upstairs. um Melissa felt it because she is on the west side. Oh God, are you ready for that? Can I say something about earthquakes? yeah, anything the thing they're horrible like I don't the only ones that like jar me out of my seat are like the the not the rolly ones but the like the ones that are like they're they're very violent it's like doo-doo-sh. You know what I mean? Right. It's kind of like yeah. a shake, like a really violent shake, whereas, you know, other ones feel like a wave. But I remember, I think it was in twenty nineteen in the summer, we had a series of earthquakes here. And there was one in particular where the after there were aftershocks for like a good two hours. And right when you think like it's over, the next aftershock
0: would happen. Okay. And what's your what what's your point? I, I, that's scary. My point is that I hate earthquakes. That's my point. Oh. I thought you were about to say you didn't care and you weren't scared and it was no big deal because you just rolled. No, I hate which that. Which I was like, like, you're insane. I've slept through My dog some. just came in. She's got such dry breath. You know that, like, the hot breath a dog can get? <laughs> yeah, because she's scared. Sorry, it just knocked me out when you were talking. Okay, go Mo, ahead. Mo,
1: apparently Mo stopped eating. She felt it.
0: Oh, just then? Mm-hmm. That's really sad. Listen, I'm scared shitless of earthquakes. Um Yeah. I have three, I think I have three earthquake bags and I didn't even get them. My girlfriend got them. She's, you know, ready for the apocalypse at all moments, but I'm, I'm, huh? you know, yeah. But I, uh, yeah, I, um, they're around and I know what's in them. I know where to grab them, but I don't really know where I'm going with it. You know what I mean? Do I grab right. the bag and then run down the street? Yeah. Screaming. What do you do with it?
1: I had a thought the other day. um, What if you're driving? What do you do when you're driving? Yeah,
0: I've thought of that. Do you...
1: Are you supposed to stop and pull over or keep going? I I would not think you keep going or maintain speed. I would think you would stop. I feel like this is part...
0: I heard you don't feel it as much when you're driving. Oh, because you're so on the ground. Right. No, because you're (laughs) you're rolling. Oh. You're moving. Right. So something... Yeah, it's physics, you know. Don't ask me. Well, I don't like them. It could be... It could be false. It's just something I've heard.
1: Right. Anyway, I don't like it. And it's that time of year where they... That's what makes me nervous with hot weather here. Hot, dry weather. I'm like oh, earthquake weather. Is it? Mm-hmm. Ugh. I think. I mean, that's what I associate it with.
0: Do you have a... Do you have a like a bug out plan, as they say? Do you know what you're going to do? Do you? I feel bad if I say I don't. No, that's what I'm saying. I know where the bag is, but what, once you... So, you go get the bag. I feel like I would just drive to your house.
1: <laughs> what the fuck am I supposed
0: to do? <laughs> what are you going to do over here? I don't First know. First of all, getting here will be a nightmare because everybody's going to be I know in their all cars the shortcuts. trying to get out of LA. I know all the shortcuts. Um, I don't know. At least we'd be together.
1: Alicia, I don't know. What the fuck? I, I don't know.
0: Well, you should know. That's my point. You should know. We all should know what we're going to do in an emergency. I mean, I would turn off the gas. I would turn off the water. Yeah, that's good. See, that's a good start.
1: Because my, um, because we're redoing the bathroom, um, the guys showed me, they're like, do you know where your gas valve is to turn it off? And I was like, no. And he's like, well, do you want to know? And I said, yeah, that would be great to know. And he's like, same with the water. So he showed me that. And so I would get that off. So I would turn those two things off. Um, you should get the
0: earthquake valve for your gas pipe outside. It's it's a little ball that drops. It's already there. Like if it it's, shakes. It's, okay
1: it's already there. Um, I think that comes with it. I think when you get, it gets, I think it's mandatory actually in Los Angeles, California, whatever, but yes, I have one. Um, those are the two things I know that I would do.
0: Well, can I tell you what's going on over here? No, this isn't, this isn't me. This is, this is my girlfriend. We have, she got a fire ladder that we're going to (laughs) have, we're going to have practice at one point. If you're on the second story and there's a fire hat that's like rolls, it goes out the window and you climb down it. There's a mm-hmm. fire extinguisher, I think in almost every like main room. That's smart. There's earthquake bags. There's smart. like backup water. Wow. There's those blankets if you like are in the cold, which mm-hmm. I don't, doesn't really happen here, but there's so much survival stuff around here. It makes me laugh and it puts, I got to admit, it puts me on edge. Because now I'm just waiting for all this horrible stuff to happen, but I'm totally prepared. When I come over next, will you show me how I get to the underground bunker? (laughs) (laughs) Well, right now I could throw you in the empty pool. It's sort of underground. I don't know, Kate. It's all so scary. Everything gets so scary if you think about it. Well, yeah. Like, is a telephone pole going to fall down? In an earthquake, what do you do? You just move. You move out of the way. If you can. I mean,
1: Alicia, I don't know. I mean, you really want to get deep into it. And the question, the fact I want is, you, is that.
0: I want you to think about it a little more. So maybe you you and Anna will be a little more prepared. We, Yeah, of course. We, we think about it for sure. Where am I going? Like I said,
1: I'll. I'm going to talk to Anna about this. I call Anna. She's the producer in this family. But um, I'll probably drive to your house. I love that that's your plan. This makes me so happy. Well, what am I going to do? Go to the Chateau? I don't know. I, I just... mean, Jesus, like, every, like, where do you want me to go?
0: I don't have a vacation home outside of Los Angeles. Then you guys need to have, you need to take part in this and have some sort of responsibility in the the, the horrible situation we're all in. And I'm, can you do food? Can you guys do food? Like before you drive over, empty your refrigerator
1: so can we can all we do, eat when can, you get here.
0: Can, who do you know who I'm with? That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm giving you this job.
1: You will always be fed, always. Great. Food's
0: taken care of. Okay.
1: I'm glad you have. I'm glad you have water.
0: We have wine and stuff too.
1: We have wine as well. Empty so out you the. You that. Yeah. Empty out the wine <laughs> fridge. Okay. I don't drink, so I'll just be suffering and.
0: You might and, uh, in this situation. You might start drinking <laughs> for all dying. God forbid. Um, anyway, can we move on? This
1: is heavy and dark, and I really have nothing else to say because, okay, mercifully, it hasn't happened yet.
2: Okay. Hi, Kate and Lisa. Um, my question is: When you guys first started getting into acting, or maybe even in um, school, did you ever have doubt, like? Oh, this is a very competitive field uh, to go into. I don't know if I want to do this um, or should I just do something safer um, and more conventional? Or did you guys just kind of always have, I guess, the drive to work hard and become actors? Um, and if you did have like second thoughts or whatever, um, what did you guys, do to kind of combat those and make it to where you guys are today.
0: Thanks. Bye. That's a fantastic question. I never thought about it for a second. I knew that it was a competitive world, but I didn't care at all. It actually, I think, pushed me to work harder. I used it as, you know, the driving force behind what I was doing, besides completely and utterly loving what I was doing. I wanted to study acting. I wanted to learn everything about it and, you know, do the best I could at it. I started a band. I wanted to play everywhere I possibly could or where anyone would let us play. We, you know, I always had my guitar on me. I think, you know, and I've said it before, if you're doing what you love, there's, there's kind of no like work or fear because you just want to do that all the time. That's how I felt. I never really, it never stopped me. Did it stop you, Kate, to know how competitive it can be?
1: No, I think me being fairly naive to it probably helped. I knew it was competitive. Everyone everyone does. But um, I always thought that, I don't know, I guess I always felt like something was going to come around at some point. Um, and I was naive to the Hollywood of it all you know how people say it, you know you know what I'm talking about right leash like oh yeah I, 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 I mean, was in yeah I was in we New, York, New York so I was like you know doing plays and you know and you know doing that with my friends and 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 I just had this blind optimism where I thought you know it's gonna come around eventually this is the only thing I really know how to do I didn't go to college. You didn't either. Or like to do. Yeah. It's like I. I, I That's yeah, probably I, really
0: obvious to people.
1: <laughs> why? I'm just really? making a joke. Um, but it's 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 I just I, I'm blind optimism, honestly, naive optimism. And I think that's the beauty of being I was so I was I was what, 20? When I went to the academy, I was 18, got out of there when I was 20. So around like 20, 21, it's like when I started like, you know, being out there. And at that, I I was grateful to be so young at that time because at that age, you're like, I will live forever and the world is your oyster and and you have time to, you know, figure things out or, you know, make adjustments. Yeah. Does that make sense? Am I talking nonsense? No, I mean, it's, it's exactly how I felt. So that's my advice. I don't really, I mean, that's kind of all I got.
3: Hey, so advice. Um, I'm Amanda, and I have been with a girl for about eight to nine months, and it's kind of been just more of, it was supposed to be like a fling, and you know how that goes. Anyway, I fell for her harder than she fell for me, so now I'm ending in the heartbreak because she wants to pull away a little bit, but she's still in love with me. What do I do? She's my best friend, and it's hard to get over her.
1: Wait a second. Wait, hold on. I just want to say, I heard a little bit of a red flag in there. They've been together for eight and nine months and she's your best friend. No, she's not. No one is your best friend after eight or nine months. Eight Best friends are earned through time and experience. What it sounds like is that there's that idealistic lust factor, maybe a little bit of codependency. And that gets translated as best friend. She's not your best friend. And your best friend wouldn't pull back from you for X, Y, or Z reason. And if they were, you could talk to your best friend And find, you know, and and find some sort of solution or middle ground or understanding or or compromise, what have you. I just, this is the problem with, you know, you know, our our, our, our relationships is that, you know, women, like we fuse together very, very quickly. And we, we, and we think like, okay, well then that person is my everything. And it's like, you got to remember, like you are, you have a world outside of this person. You have relationships outside of this person. And they all have value. Don't put all of your value and everything you want and you need and you feel and blah, 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 blah onto this one person, especially after eight or nine months. Now I do agree. Like if you're dating someone like for three months and like you're kind of being exclusive, it's like, you know, like after like three months of that, like, you know, figure out if this is something you want to go for. Like you don't, I don't believe in. Someone like stringing someone along for eight months saying, I don't know. Eh. It's like, come on. But save the best friend thing for the person who, who, who deserves it, who
0: earned it. Mic drop. You really did. I loved it. Hi, Kate. Well, you know, Hi, I love Rish. wine. I just
1: watched the movie Sideways. Oh, And <laughs> I wanted to have a glass of wine after watching Paul Giamatti describe so beautifully different notes of wine
0: fantastic movie but i don't know as much as the experts in sideways know about wine i don't i don't and that's why well that's why first leaf is so great for all of us because they're going to help us through the process this wine club personalizes wines for you they'll ask you what you're into do you like almonds yes do you like chocolate i love it they're like Lisha, say no more here's the wine for you how great is that so are you excited about trying First Leaf?
1: I'm so excited to try First Leaf. Okay,
0: great. Also, the more wines you choose on First Leaf, the more they get to know you and the more like distinct they get with what they're picking for you.
1: Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash pants to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash pants. Tryfirstleaf.com slash pants.
0: You guys know we love to do a little spring refresh and a great place to start with is surprise, your luggage. I mean, I don't know about you, Kate, but I have like in my shed probably a lot more luggage than I need. Well, when I got this base bag, I was like, buy old luggage. I have the perfect bag now. Before I started using base, I would notice their bags like the weekender or the suitcase and it would be like, okay, next time that'll be mine because they just look sleek and they're easy to use. And now that's me. I have one. I can confidently say these things make your life infinitely better. Yeah, and
1: Bass is thought of everything you could ever want in a piece of luggage. You have 360-degree glided wheels, cushioned handle, built-in weight indicator, washable bags for your dirty clothes, and all the interior pockets you need to keep organized. Well, our listeners can also have Base with our 15% off first purchase by visiting basetravelcom slash pants. You go to basetravel.com slash pants, you get your 15% off for your first purchase. That's B-E-I-S travel.com slash pants.
2: Hi, Kate, and hi, Lisa. I'm Sam. I'm calling because my two moms and I have agreed that they need a bit of an LGBTQ plus update, like a modern day, modern gay crash course. They are 58 and 67 and have been together for 30 years this year, which is beautiful. Yay. But their gay vernacular is pretty dated now. And when I recently came out to them as queer, one of them kind of wrinkled up her nose and essentially said, nah, you like dresses in pink and purple when you were little. And like, I'm not convinced it's more than a close friendship or a phase. So I had to say, no, mom, listen, I like making out with my girlfriend. Like, I'm attracted to women among all genders Um, in order for her to kind of get on board. yeah, so they really struggle with comprehending preferred pronouns and with the reclaiming of queerness as an inclusive term as well. Um, but I have queer friends and a great partner who want to meet them, and I want my moms to be a little more up to speed. And you two are between them and me age-wise. So aside from showing them Generation Q, which is first on our watch list this weekend, I'm wondering if you have queer authors or influencers you could recommend to these lesbians of yesteryear. Um, All about vintage gay phrases from Phil Smart as well, which I love. So I want to figure out how I can dust off my vintage gay mother's lingo so they don't become
1: anti-lesbians. The generational divide.
0: It's so big at this point. You and I, I mean, we struggle with this, you know, Mm -hmm. I, I don't, we're not, we're not antiques yet, but you know, we've had a lot to learn because I think the world has changed so quickly that it's almost hard to believe, right. Mm -hmm. Especially the way, you know, how we were raised, not raised, how, where we're from and what the world was like when we were growing up, you know, little gay kids Mm -hmm. that, Mm -hmm you know, it feels like it's like warp speed and the vernacular has been, you know, something for all of us to like roll with and change and learn and understand. And it's such a beautiful thing that's happened that I think in a way, what I think the missing link is the missing part of all of it is that her two moms and that generation have been a, sort of left behind and ignored and not, um, honored because Mm -hmm. it all seems to be so easy now. And it all seems Mm -hmm. to be like, it just never was hard, you know? And it's, and I Mm -hmm. think if there's anybody who needs to learn from anybody, it's the younger generation to the older generation. I think the fact that her moms are together for 30 years is an incredible thing to recognize because I bet what they went, went through in all the years they've been together is something that would blow all of our minds. And I know that she feels like she's teaching her parents in a way. I feel like her parents need to be listened to.
1: Mm Hmm. Perfectly said. Perfect. We, we talked about this, um, when when we knew this show was going to be rebooted, I mean, Lisha, you, you you know, you're you're the first one who brought it up, saying, you know, we need to have conversations within, you know, about the generational divide between, you know, the younger cast and and us, because so much has changed in those fifteen twenty years. I don't know how much older. I mean, younger they are than us but you know it's a different generation for sure and you know what, what a perfect platform to 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 have those conversations we are still waiting to have those conversations hopefully we will but um it was but it it it's this 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 call sam is precisely the point you were always trying to make with you know commentary because it's the truth and you're absolutely right about um the younger generation needs to learn a little bit from what people went through in the past.
0: I, well, I even remember when, when I was, you know, in my early 20s, the lesbians I knew that were older than me, so they were probably in their, you know, 40s and 50s, said the word queer and it was like a dated word. Like, we yep. were all like, it's gay, you guys. Like, right? was yeah. like, like queer was, was a word from like the 70s. And it sounded so funny to me. But now it's like the umbrella term.
1: Queer also was considered insulting as well for a period of time. Yes. Like I had to tell my mom, like I said, I was talking to my mom and the word queer came up. My mom said, oh, that's 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 an offensive word. And I go, it's actually not any longer. It's been reclaimed. It's actually a point of pride. I don't I don't relate to that word, but that's me. But so many people do now. So um, I think it takes a bit of patience on both ends. Um, it does and, and listen. we all have
0: so much to learn from each other and i mean you and i have said this we're we are in the middle sam's right we're kind of like the bridge yep. between the two generations exactly. and it's you can turn your head left and right and you're learning something on both sides exactly at all times and exactly. everybody has a point and everyone should be heard but yeah i just wanted to, to i just wanted to like give a shout out to the moms to the vintage gays. yeah
1: to the vintage gays. Congratulations on your 30 years. Because
0: we would not be here without them. No, we would not.
1: Hey, Kate and Alicia. Love
3: your show. Um, I'm sitting here this morning eating my bagel and thinking how much I would miss New York City bagels if I ever moved out of the city. Um, so my question for you today is, what do you miss most about living in New York? Thank
1: you. Bye-bye. I know exactly what I miss about New York. W- walking. I love walking. It's my favorite thing.
0: I was literally just going to say the same thing, but I just. Were you? Yeah.
1: When we were in New York a couple of years ago, we just went out and we're like, let's just go out and walk around. Mm-hmm. We walked all over the place. We went to the Lower East Side, East Side, back to the Westville. I mean, we walked all over the place just because we could.
0: Well, my friends and I laugh when about when we lived there in the early 90s, you know, we didn't have cell phones, but for some reason and somehow we always found each other. Right. <laughs> nobody can remember yeah. how and we think yeah. it was like you would make a plan in the morning like you know i'll Stick meet you it. on like yeah at like three <laughs> o'clock i'll see you at the corner of blah blah blah. because there's no you know even a payphone you can't call another payphone like we're nobody can understand how we always found each other and at the right yeah. times and because we would all just walk and walk and walk nobody could afford a cab back yeah. then we were just like broke kids yeah. Cabs were a, um, a luxury. A, I
1: mean, a luxury.
0: And you'd have to split it. Like you'd pile in and be mm-hmm. like, all right, everybody. And like you'd put you'd your change together and like pay for the cab ride. It was a big deal. Or at least take that cab ride halfway to the destination. Otherwise, yeah, it would be too much. To get some of the walking out of the way. I've it's done that true. a thousand
1: times when I was younger, yeah. but that's the walking. I love walking. I don't, when I'm, when I'm there, uh, soon, I just want to walk. And that's what I love about Philly too. I just walk.
0: I also coffee, like um, the quality about New York where you, the, you don't ever, well, I never, you never feel lonely there because you walk out, out your door and you're just like taken care of in a way, like there's just like company all around you or something to discover or see or be inspired by, or, you know, you yeah. can stumble into a situation or like walk into a museum and, you know, have your mind blown or. It's just, um, you know, in L.A., we're very isolated. You have to, like, find your fun and find your moments and seek them out and plan them and plan ahead. And, you know, it's like. Yeah, no. New York is like, New York is constantly stimulating. Mm-hmm.
1: And everywhere, in every direction, on every street. Yeah. I like You know what I love about New York is that all walks of life
0: are, we're
1: all sharing that.
0: Well, it's the biggest I'm melting pot. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that. Of course. That's what makes the city.
1: I know, but I love that melting pot. We're here. It's a bit more, you know, like it's, you know, it's very, it's, you
0: know, segregated a bit in this town and, 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 and I miss that. I love that. But we don't deal with each other as much over here either. You know, we're all in cars and I don't know. It's so different.
1: Yeah. But even neighborhoods, like, you know, some neighborhoods are more bougie than others. Where in New York, it's like, you could be in a bougie neighborhood, but the rest of the world doesn't care, like it, or the rest of New right. York City doesn't care, and it's just, you know, like you said, it's a melting pot of people in every direction, and I just i have always loved that. Hi, Kate and Nisha.
3: I need some advice about a woman I've briefly started talking to. Uh, for background, we met briefly at a bar about a month ago, and I gave her my number. It was sort of like, it was a lightning bolt moment when I saw her, so I couldn't really pass up that opportunity, but Is living in the same state as me, and is about to move even further away to a program that will take four years to complete. Um, She's visited me once, and I'm about to visit her, too. I did catch feelings very quickly and really want to start a serious relationship with her. She makes me feel more like myself and more genuinely happy than I've ever been, I feel like, um, when I'm talking to her. So I'm not sure how to approach the topic of starting something serious or even sure if it would be smart to because of the distance. So let me know what you guys think and if you have any advice, I'd really appreciate it. Thanks so much.
0: I say take the risk. It's it's yeah. uh it's worth it, you know. And this person might be just as interested in making it work long distance as you are. I don't know how far away you're gonna be from each other, but I don't see anything wrong or why you should stop yourself from at least um, speaking your truth and seeing what, how she feels.
1: The only regrets I've ever had were regarding things that I was scared to do at the time. And I look back and I think I could have done that. Why didn't I just do it? And I, and it sounds to me that if you do hold it in and bottle that up, You're going to be playing the what if game for however long it takes to move past it. And you'll
0: always wonder.
1: And that's going to drive you insane. And to be honest, what's the worst she could say? She could say no. And then at least, you know, and then you don't have to ponder and the distance thing. Well, that will certainly help with that. And if she says yes, well, I haven't done. I'm not completely well versed in long distance relationships, but I, I know a few people who had successful ones and the one thing they always said was that um, you know, it's always good to have a time limit with distance. You know? It's like you can't, you know, it's always so if it's, you know, if you're gonna be long distance for four Don't keep it open ended. Yeah, don't make that open ended. And like have a maybe plan. Precisely. Like have an end end date. whether it's four years Five years, eight months, whatever. But um, as long as you don't keep that open ended, it can be successful. It's just a commitment. And I don't know, it sounds kind of nice. I mean, I get the thing that you want to be in like the same city and share things and you'll be missing her and she can't always be there and you can't always be there. But it's also kind of nice that you get to live your own life. And have your autonomy and, and do the things you want to do and then devote like, you know, whatever agreement you guys have, like whether it's like you see each other for two weeks or every week or whatever it is, and devote those few days to one another and keep it special and sweet and see where it goes. But I think I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, just say how you feel. You'll feel better. And that's what matters.
2: Hi, Kate and Leisha. My name's Kristen. I'm a veterinary ophthalmologist calling from Boston, Mass. I'm a new homeowner as of almost a year now, and I love hearing you guys talk about your home improvement projects. I've been having so much fun with a lot of different projects at my new house. It's an absolute blast. And as much as I wish I could do everything myself, as you know, there are definitely times when you just have to hire someone. So I'm wondering what advice you have on how to find someone that will not only do the job well, but will also communicate with you effectively. I'm just feeling super discouraged with the whole process. Like, even when I feel like I've done all the research I can to hire the right person, I'm constantly let down by either work not being done as well as I'd hoped or people just refusing to call me back. I do feel like my expectations from these people are reasonable, but lately I feel like all I can do is lower my expectations, which is really bumming me out. Bye.
1: I understand what she's saying. And Lisha, I know you understand what she's saying because you just went through it. I've gone through it in the past, and I'm currently going through it as we speak. You look confused. Do you understand her?
0: No, I'm. A, her I, I found that in some of these, I that I that I interrupt too much. I'm this. My new approach today is to sit back and listen. Oh. All right. Sorry. Well, Does it seem like this, I'm not like I fell asleep?
1: No, you had a moment confused. I didn't understand if you were. If I had to explain, <laughs> no, much like I had. To I'm ask totally you following
0: you. Oh, okay. Idea. I see.
1: So you're giving Okay. So, all right. I'll have the floor for a minute then. Um, what was her name? Crystal?
0: The veterinary ophthalmologist. I can go back to this approach of interrupting you all the time. Well, no. Does that uh, feel no, it's better? Nice Does it feel right? better? No. <laughs>
1: um, anyway, um, this is the situation. This is what I've come to realize is that I don't know what kind of work you're having to get done. I don't know if it's a big job Um I think plumbing and electricity are two things you should always hire a professional to do Um, unless it's like little tiny electrical things, but for big stuff, always hire an electrician or a plumber. Those two things you do not want to mess around with. But if it's a big job and you have to hire a contractor or whatnot, it's funny. It's such a, it's a male dominated industry. And some woman calls and says, I want to build an addition or I want to tear this down, or I want to remodel that, whatever the hell it may be. And, There is this subtle, unspoken sort of judgment of them looking at you, saying you don't know what you're talking about.
0: Yes, yeah, or just like I get it, I you know, and and you could
1: say say to them twenty different ways to Sunday. I've done this before. I'm like I I know, but they still are like yeah, but still you don't know, and so you're constantly having and. So you're not having to prove yourself, but you kind of have to deal with this like subtle sort of attitude. I'm experiencing it currently with you know who my favorite person. Um, with worker, like so you get someone to call you back, you have them to, you call them up, they come do the job, let's you know, let's move past them, not calling you back. and they start it. You have to be on top of them every day. Go up and see what they're doing. How is it going? How's the electrical? How's it this? You have to be on top of it. You have to say to them as many times as possible, no, I want it this way. And if they don't like it, well, too bad, because it's not their house. Unless it's a structural problem, then you shouldn't do it. But you have to be on top of them. You have to be the fucking squeaky wheel. So every day they're like, all right, we're going to come back and finish tomorrow before they leave. Great. What time should I expect you? Oh, uh, between eight and nine. Okay. Eight, nine. That's true. You do have to do it. You've got to
0: be on them. my advice would first be if if you know anybody who has worked with somebody before that's always the best place to start. Get, you know, a real referral from someone you like or something you saw, you know, done that you're like, "where who did that or how did how, you know, and what was your experience like?" I also go to Yelp a lot. I do. I like I love hearing people's real like honest reviews of businesses or people, you know, running businesses. And then I had a, had an experience recently where I'm making my fence taller. I, I wanted it made out of cedar. And then I'm pretty, no, I'm 100% sure he's tried to put pine up. And mm. I was like, that's pine. He's like, no, it's cedar. I'm like, that's pine. Mm. Like, don't try to, don't try to, like, I'm not stupid. Mm-hmm. You know? I know don't what I'm not. Tra- charge like, me for cedar and pay for pine. And also, pine a isn't big an outdoor. Difference. Right. So mm-hmm. I do think, you know, you're right that you have to be on top of people. And, and sadly, people do want to take advantage of you at certain times. And you just have to, I don't know, stay on top of it, Kate. That's really good advice. Just don't let them get away with it. I, well, I'm just like,
1: I'm living it currently. Like every day I'm living it. Like I, like, I, you know, like, you know, you know, my circumstance that I'm in right now, like I'm living it. And so it's just, you know, I go up there a couple times a day. I'm like, how's it going? All right, what are we doing here? Like I got into a thing about uh towel rods. Did I tell you
0: my towel rod thing? Well, kind of. You, you didn't really, you didn't want to go into it last time you brought well, it
1: up. Well, I well, we won the towel rod conversation. But the point is, it was this unnecessary conversation to have. Or it's like and you basically have to kill these people with logic. You have to kill I had a we well, I didn't, Anna did cuz Anna Anna's really good at this stuff. But um she killed him with logic. And he eventually was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I see your point." It's like, I shouldn't have to, no one should have to explain this to you. Just like step back and take a look at what I'm saying. Actually listen to what I'm saying. And until you do, I'm going to be on your ass and I'm going to ride you because it's my money and it's my home.
0: You know, when I was working on my, my gas station in Marfa, when I was like renovating that, I went out with my friend Brad a lot and we did a lot of the work. Like he taught me how to do electrical stuff and plumbing, whatever, and then, I, you know, I'd stay out there for like a month or something each time. And he, when like it came to like pouring cement or like where these sort of bigger jobs would happen, Mm -hmm. he was like, let me talk to the guys. And I was like, why? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I think like we have like a thing going on, like me and, you know, the team of people, you know, or whatever. And he's like, no, he's like, it's just something where like they, when men start talking to, (laughs) to A woman, it's just a, I mean, it's what you were saying. I hate to say it. I sound like a.
1: What? What do you think you sound like?
0: I don't know. I just think like they do. They just kind of look at you like, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Yes, they do. And he's like, no, he's
0: like, I can. He's like, when they talk to me, I'm holding them accountable. Like they can't bullshit me. They can bullshit you. And I'm like, they're not bullshitting me. He's like, yes, they are. (laughs) Like, you just don't know it. You don't see it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I don't. Yeah. They can bullshit you. I mean, they can like, yeah, they can for sure. I, especially if you don't know exactly really, you're not really well versed in whatever it is they're doing. Of
0: course. And that's going to happen a lot because we don't, you know, we only know so much. We're DIYers. It's not, you know, if they're talking about like a support system or a beam and a post and how they go to, you're like, okay, now it's over my head. Yeah,
1: exactly. Like, um, Like we were um, uh, we were we were um, trying to figure out a niche. Did I tell you about the show? We had a niche discussion, but we we were trying to figure out the we were trying to figure out the niche on one side of the wall. And ideally, I just wanted a long, uninterrupted one. And I said, I think this might be a support wall. No, I can't be it's it's inter- it's an interior wall and I was like, ah, but I think you know the joist I was like, if you tell me the joists are going this way and that way that means this is going to be a support wall because of the joists. I don't I don't know if I can do that because it's a support wall so they had to bust it open to take out the piping and redo it and what do you know who was right? This one right here it was a support wall so
0: and he probably really respected you after he, that you were right. I don't know if he did
1: or not. I don't care um, if he did The point is it's like I'm not an idiot. Right. <laughs> like a couple weeks ago, they had a demo everything, right? So like the demo guys show up and they just like poof, poof, smashing shit and tossing it out. And, you know, I don't, I don't get in their way when they're doing that. But, you know, I, I, at one point I think they were on a lunch break and I went upstairs to see the progress and I'm looking and they put RAM board all over the stairs and all over the floor and everything's covered in plastic. But I looked down at the floor and I'm, I'm like, did they tape this with duct tape on my wood floors? And they did. And so I had to pull up all the duct tape and I saw all this residue. The duct tape was leaving on like beautiful wooden floors. That, that aren't sucks. Exactly. And they finished, they come up for lunch and I'm like, hey guys, I was like, who told you duct tape was a good idea? And they're like, what? And I was like, who told you duct tape was a good idea? <laughs> oh, well, nobody told us. And I, and, and I'm like, nobody told you. I, I was like, this is, I was like, you are the demo guys, right? You do this all the time. And they're like, yeah. And I was like, I hope to God you don't put duct tape on any other client's house or they're going to have the reaction I have. I was like, where's your painter's tape? Oh, well, it's over there. Then use painter's tape. You're ruining my floors. We're not doing the bedroom. We're doing the bathroom. But I might have to do the bedroom now that you put duct tape to secure the RAM board. What are you (laughs) fucking
0: thinking? Do you know a good floor guy? I might need to find one. Because they put the
1: fucking duct tape. I got it off. Like I fixed it. And, you know, I called the the my 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 other guy and I was like, hey, tell your demo guys to stop doing that. And I guess they got a talking to and whatever. It's not my problem. Point is, it's like, I'm not a spring chicken. You think like, what is this? Lazy, fucking lazy. And I'm not trying to be a man hater. I like men. I have no issue. But it's like there's this, this like sort of quality with like workers that come into your home where they think, oh, well, she doesn't know. She doesn't care. Well, I do know. And I do care. Sorry. I'm here here.
0: No, don't. Yeah, you're in the middle. You're in the thick of it right now.
1: Fucking duct tape. Fucking that duct sucks, tape. Kate.
0: Okay, so anyway, that was another fun-filled day of pants. Other than like where you went on too long and we edited the whole thing out, and you bored me and I fell asleep. I know. I'm sorry about your rough and plumbing. Uh, Other than that, it was fantastic, and I love you. And now you really are leaving I town. Love you too. I know,
1: but it's only for a week. We'll be okay. And like I said, I have phone service where I'm going. We can text and call
0: and do what we usually do. All right. I love you. Bye. Thank you for listening to Pants, a podcast brought to you by Kate Menig and me, Leisha Haley, produced by Melissa DeMonts. Please listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow Pants on Instagram at The Pants Pod, theme song by Carolina Para of the band CSS. Graphics are by Love Fox.